0: Let's rock! Hello, yes, in here. This is the master of Tiger Style, Lee Moriarty. Dominic Green. This is
1: Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick Fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on Independent I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. Joining me, as always. The man who broken down the forbidden door, Charlie Butter.
2: There's so many forbidden doors in wrestling, but uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I had nothing this week. I'm not gonna lie.
2: You have nothing every week. At least it wasn't some random cartoon from like 70 years ago.
1: That is a great cartoon, by the way. Wacky Grayson was fucking awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, was, I was going to try to t- I was going to try to, t- to tie Microsoft into into my intro somehow, but then I get on a rant that could take like half an hour to get through. and We don't have that kind of time today. We got a lot of great guests today.
2: Yes, it is like wacky races today because we have not one, not two, but three guests today. So let's introduce them. First, we have returning Justin Summers. So the fact that I'm on here means this episode is going to get ratings. You're welcome. Well, that's the thing. We're, we're, we brought the ratings guy in as well because we got Jay Gold with us today as well.
3: Right. And the, the fact that I'm on today means over 60 and <laughs> uh, ratings God. So we will be... <laughs> We'll be cornering the market on the golden.
2: Yeah. Well, it's going to be, it's going to be huge in Florida. That's
3: what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Bl- Blanchon's very happy by the way. All the old Jews love to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we have somebody making their podcast debut. We're, we're popping his cherry today. We have Dalton. What's going on, man?
4: What's up, man? How's it going?
2: It's going good. I'm, I'm happy that you're here.
4: Well, about time you t- tapped into the Southern market. You got action on here. You, you cover, uh, What's the one in Alabama? The uh, other one in Alabama? New South. Yeah, New South. Yeah, yeah New yeah. South. About time you got somebody from the South on here.
2: Well, yeah, you know, we got, uh, we got to fill out all the demographics. We're working our way. We're just going to have, you know, somebody from every region and just, you know, get all the ratings.
1: I just wish we had video on this podcast, but I would love everybody to get a little cut up you got for your recording there. That's <laughs>
2: <awesome>. <laughs> He's got the baby Yoda pillow. It's great. All right, Jayhawk, so uh, let's talk about what's on IWTV this week because we have a ton to get through, and then we can talk about the show we're reviewing this week.
1: Go for it.
4: What's on IWTV?
2: All right, so there's a lot here because this is uh, the week of the Showcase of the Independence, so bear with me. Tuesday, April 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling Action Clash Episode 30. Wednesday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Season 3, Episode 7, followed by at 8 p.m. Eastern, No Peace Underground, Fatalism. Also Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, UWFI Contender Series, Season 2, Episode 3. Thursday, April 8th at noon Eastern, IWTV presents Family Reunion Part 1, 3 p.m. Eastern on April 8th we have family reunion part two at 6 p.m. Eastern AIW's go for broke season premiere at 7 p.m. Eastern. We have the life of a very good professional wrestler premiere. Then at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have ICW no holds barred volume 11 then and now. And then at 1159 Eastern, we have no peace underground with their live show Friday at noon. We have Action and Southern Underground Pro presents Have Fun, Be Sad. Followed by at 4 p.m., Freelance Underground, Chicago's Secret Stash. Followed by at 6 p.m. Eastern, H2O, Subterranean Violence, Volume 9. At 8 p.m., we have ICW No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys 1. And at 11.59 p.m., Pit Fighter X, Battle of the Tough Guys 2. Saturday, April 10th at noon, we have Tony Deppin's Bear Haas. At 4 p.m. Eastern, we have Beyond Wrestling's Time Capsule. At 8 p.m. Eastern, we have ICW No Holds Bard 12, Farewell to the Pawn Shop. And that's what's on IWTV this week.
1: So, which the Guys, just came, but biggest dick appointment I have that entire weekend and every day, the primetime show, ICW No Holds Bard yeah, like I, I know. I get there's an audience for it, and I'm happy for the guy working. I'm happy for their fans, but uh, that though that prime time show. I'm hoping the earlier shows are on demand by that point.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping as well because uh, I definitely want to check out a lot of the afternoon stuff, and I'll be at work, so I can't really check it out. But yeah, what's everybody looking forward to?
4: Oh, for me, definitely have fun, be sad. Finn oh, yeah. versus Balances forever. Come on, yeah. That yeah. card is that card is stacked.
3: That card honestly has no business being at noon, but uh, that. And that'll be a great little touch next weekend. When next week, when uh, I'm working, I can throw that on the TV and uh, keep that on because you know it, it's the. Be- if you look at the card top to bottom, it looks like the most entertaining card out of the entire weekend.
1: Yeah, I gotta agree with you there. That should that should definitely be the eight o'clock show that day.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think you know
3: you're you're tapping into Dom's mind, and I think uh, uh, you know just just I think we all from getting to know Dom. Uh, I think he he puts together a coherent card, and I think he puts together um, a, a really value, if you look at it from top to bottom, how it might play out, regardless of who's on what spot on the card. I think he mentally, I think he put it to a spot where you as a fan are going to really enjoy you know, each match and how it builds, and I'm hopeful that Violence is Forever and Finn Juice is the main event. Um, it won't have to be, I yeah, think. I'm
2: pretty sure that was, yeah, it's 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 definitely announced as that, because okay. uh, when they... They brought it to me to sponsor. Uh, they said it was the main, so I was like, "Oh, okay,
3: okay, good." Yeah, I mean, because I know you, you guys know. I mean, Dom and and Koo probably would be like, "Oh yeah, we want to get someone else over, but you know, we can be somewhere else." But I, I, there's no place that those guys belong but the main event. I mean, I think in most companies now, especially with the the, the current climate of independent wrestling, I think if you get Dom on any card, I think you put him up to the top I, I honestly he's he's a main event guy he's mlw he's aiw you know if you get dom on a card you should put him up at the top
0: Summers, what do you think on that card or what about uh, what i'm looking forward to yeah, what are you looking
3: forward to uh,
0: aiw go for broke mainly because i mean with wrestling cheers that's the main thing we cover and be and being able to start something new and like we're gonna have weekly episodes and all this kind of stuff like it's it's gonna be a big fun surprise
2: most definitely. Uh, I think both family reunion shows, then the evening going into AIW and the life of a very good professional wrestler followed up by have fun, be sad. That's all the, 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 five main things I'm looking forward to those, those shows there I think is my core weekend. I might check out some of the collective stuff, maybe down the road. If uh, I hear something's really good, but uh,
3: you know, Sum- summers makes a good point. Uh, it, it, that AIW show it's it's kicking off a different feel though i think um if you look at it they are it's almost like it's an AIW like rebirth where yeah they ran those shows in the in the fall but that that go for broke show is really kicking off the new season so to speak the new year of AIW and i think if it if you even put that in a spot that wasn't WrestleMania week, you would still get just as amped and just as hyped about it. I think because they're basically starting their company for the year and you can, you can put that anywhere. If you put that tomorrow, all of us, the fans of AIW, the fans of their, you know, all the Ohio fans, I think they would jump at it no matter what spot, no matter what time slot it is. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I'm looking at like, you know, the IWTV and the fight TV streams as more of like just a one-off specialty that's a special weekend, but the the AIW show is like something different. It's like if if it's the new season of Law and & Order and here it comes, like get ready, like they're really kicking off their 2021. And I think you could, no matter where they are, if it's this week or next week, it would be, I think you could get just
4: as much hype. To Josh's point, I feel like that's a, that's a really good point because for me as a person that doesn't follow AIW, I thought like this is a great point for me to jump in. Because trying to get into something like that with as much content as they have, it's really hard to pick a starting point. And I feel now with them coming back after the pandemic, it'd be a good place for our new fan to jump in.
1: I think a very good point. And I what I like about this concept is it is building to something. You're there everybody's earning the dollar the biggin' buck to try to enter the big tournament later this year or whenever they decide to do that. And the way they worded it where, yeah, we're keeping a running tally, but everybody gotta keep track of their buck. You know they're gonna be backstage segments of people trying to steal bucks and things like that as well. So I, I, I like to going to be incorporating things like that into it. Very, yeah. very unique dynamic.
2: I think that having it on the, um, during that time slot, the 6 PM time slot, you're going to get a lot of people that maybe be signed up just to see some of the shows that are on there. And they're going to see that and they might make them stay. It might give them a taste of, you know, of AIW. So I think it's smart to have it premiere, during that weekend because you're going to get more eyes on it than, I mean, obviously you're going to have your core fans that are going to watch it, but you're going to get lots of eyes on it from everybody because it's on during, you know, that primetime slot.
3: But all, all in all that, that weekend, I, I mean, we're on, we're, we're talking about it now, but I love, love, I love it. I don't care. I'm, I'm talking about even before, we started running shows you know on iwtv or fight before indy you know started taking over the weekends cuz they really did they took it over that there those were, that was the most fun part of it but wrestlemania week is there's just always been for me something special about wrestlemania week you know the sunday of wrestlemania i know now it's two days you know completely a cash grab i get it but um, there was something special about the you know the two shows leading up to wrestlemania raw and smackdown there was something about You know, even if you guys remember in the late 90s, early 2000s, Sunday Night Heat rolling into WrestleMania, I mean, that was Sunday Night Heat rolling into the WrestleMania pay-per-view was one of my favorite things in the 90s. Like, uh, uh, I mean, there's just something always so good as a wrestling fan of warmer weather. The sun is out. The sun doesn't go down till nine o'clock at night. You're going to get, you know, three or four matches in the daylight outdoors or three or four matches in the daylight from your home, whether it's in an arena or not. And it's just a special time of year. It just feels like spring. And especially this year, guys with the shit we've gone through the last year, do you really, don't you really feel like Springs hope springs eternal at this point? Like you're, you're breathing for the first time again, outside the, the leaves are coming and WrestleMania is coming and it hasn't, it hasn't been gone. I know it sucks. Like the WWE has been horrible and it's been horrible for a year, but it hasn't gone away. And at least that's something that we've been able to like wrap our hands around for the last year is that wrestling didn't go away. And now we get the biggest stage with people back again and you get you get like a fresh start. So I think this whole week for every company I'm looking forward to for them, all of them. And I want all of them to succeed, getting that fresh start and kicking off their their 2021. And I really feel like that's what this week is going to do. Well said, Josh. No, thanks that's the organic seltzer right now that's the spicy pineapple. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: somebody take his soapbox away hurry up
3: i'm done i'm done i'm done <laughs> all right well let's
2: get into the show I'll, I'll hit the thing
3: the weekly review
2: all right so uh jayhawk start us off
1: all right go we are reviewing southern underground Pro. are they are live uh, Taped on March 14th, aired March 25th, The Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to obviously get our opinion as this goes on, but I don't have that many notes because this show was so good, I just didn't bother writing any after a while. So we're going to kick it off with the opening matchup tag team action for the Southern Underground Pro Tag Team Championship. The champion, violence is forever defending against the Bitcoin boy, Eric Taylor and Mikey Montgomery.
2: All right. Yeah, this uh, this started off hot exactly what it needed to do, and uh, this was a really fun match.
1: Yeah, commentary is always very good at the Southern Underground Pro Show, but I love the fact that very early on, they made a point to put over that yeah, uh, uh, Mikey and Eric were trained by Dominic Greeny the AIW Academy, and that you know, Bitcoin boys like were kind of talking. It's going to be really weird coming to that AIW Academy with those belt after we beat Dom for them. Uh, they played <laughs> into that really well, and I think I really played into the story of the match really well on top of it.
3: I, I will say this. I, I have not heard a lot of I have not watched a lot of sup and and just their commentators. And I was telling I think I was even telling Charlie during the show that was the best they're, they could be the best independent commentators besides Wadsworth. Those two guys, the way they react. I mean, there were some points where I was chuckling out loud with the screaming, but they are so they're so good at putting things over. They didn't scream the whole time. They didn't curse the whole time. Um, I give them full credit. That match was very well called. Um, and, and the, the Bitcoin boys, wow. I mean, they grew, I, I mean, they, they went from, I remember, did we see them in, in like a dark match at absolution two years ago? And, or was that, was that when they formed with, uh, with, with Duke, but I
0: think, I think they were in a dark match, but not as a tag team. They formed Bitcoin boys later in the night.
3: Ah, oh, okay. Well, they. I mean, they've come a long way. They look great. They look. They're in shape. They, you know, they, you know, and they, they gave Dom and Koo a run for their money. I mean, Dom and Koo are just their machines. But they, uh, they, those guys, the Bitcoin boys. I can't wait to see them live. I mean, they, they really
4: did did themselves well in that match. This is my first time seeing the Bitcoin boys, and honestly, I'm really impressed. Like those kids are good. They're really good. Yeah. Going I, back.
3: I agree with you there. They they are they're starting to really catch some eyes. I mean, I think they could they could compete in a lot of those Midwest uh, Midwest companies.
0: Going back to what Josh was saying about the commentary, like the the core set I, I love right now with Southern Underground Pro is you have th- it's like pretty much a three man booth, but they alternate. Uh, Dylan Hales is probably the the best commentator in the South potentially Absolutely. potentially of all of independent wrestling. I know he's up there, but like in the South. The dude is great. He lives and breathes wrestling. He comes from a wrestling family. Uh, his dad is, is very well-known. I don't even know his dad's background, but I know Papa Hales. I know of him, and that, that says something. And uh, Moe's is somebody who's fairly new, but that's a dude who keeps jumping from show to show to show to get better and uh, become one of the best you know, commentators in the South. And then you got Jesse, who Jesse and and Dylan, whenever they they first started doing like Southern and i Pro together, for commentary like i thought they were great and i was kind of like a little dis- disappointed when jesse instead went to ring announcing which actually he swapped with the guy who was ring announcing then he went into the booth and then i don't know exactly why he's not commentating anymore but now like having like that kind of three-man booth and the fact of even later in the night when we had Brett eisen and uh in a match i should say and then you had J- Jesse and Moe's at commentary. Like to me, I'm like, like that was even good too. Like I loved it so much. Cause that's like, especially two people who were so close to Brett or are so close to Brett and hearing them on commentary was, was, was so awesome. But having them come in and out, even given, giving Dylan a break, like I thought as a whole, they, they kill it.
3: So, so who owns Southern underground pro?
0: I'm not going to uh, pull back the curtain on that. Cause it's a, it's a group of people. Okay.
3: So that's all. Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I do know whether it's like five or six people, I don't want to say they own but you know they they help run it okay like i don't i don't know if exactly if there's an quote owner
2: i mean cage patch <laughs> has jesse listed which i always laugh at when i look at
0: it
3: <laughs> yes <Yeah.
0: laughs> maybe that's why he always gets hit up a lot but i know like he at one point took a little step back from a lot of that stuff when it comes to southern underground pro but um Yeah. Like he's definitely not the top dog. I always thought he was kind of like that, but no, i I did come find out it is a collective of people and all of them. You pretty much know one way or another through Southern underground pro. And I'll just leave it at that.
3: Cool. Yeah. So I think they, they do have the best belts, uh, besides AIW's belts, uh, uh, Southern underground pros tag belts are top, top of the line by far. Like they, they just put together a, a great presentation and to open up, with uh, that match was i mean ambitious and i think uh as i as i said before for dom running that that uh have fun be sad uh you can just tell they they knew they know what they're doing they're not they're not you know just some fly by night or they're not just throwing guys out there to throw guys out there that match
4: got hyped as soon as it went out there yeah them them tag team belts like what you talked about earlier those are easily my favorite belts from the indies like they look so good
0: I just kind of wonder if they're ever going to upgrade the bone storm championship. But I, at the same time, I like that simplistic trophy belt design because at that, when that belt was debuted, it, it made a whole lot of sense for like what that company was of being like a newer company. It's like, well, we need something. And then now we get down the road where they've had the success they've had and everything to where they, they can invest into, you know, bigger and better belts. If, if they were to you know change the bone storm as long as it looks somewhat similar to that because if I'm correct it's a it's a Simpsons reference so I just don't want to see that completely go away but at the same like I said at the same time it, it shows you like the, the DIY kind of mentality that Southern Underground Pro started with. All right uh, let's let's go
2: on to the uh, next match.
1: I WTV fucking die our next matchup was Adam Priest taking on Damian Tangra,
2: and that was sponsored by Dalton.
1: Oh, I just well, think Butter wanted. By the way, I just wanted,
3: i think Butter just wanted to hear his name screamed out. The the IWTV <laughs> guy screamed out with that just there. I don't
1: even know if it fit right there, but I think it. Just, <laughs> I think it I mean, probably, probably should have done it for the match. We sponsored, but that right. <laughs> exactly.
2: I mean, every, you know, if you guys listen to Wrestling Cheers between every between and every match it, so buddy. you're gonna
0: hear it every single <laughs>
2: before every single match
0: <laughs> or 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 if you want to go the simpler route you just could have went <laughs> that's true
2: i could have but i don't, I don't want to yell at jerry i i have him saying saying the company name of the podcast so you know i gotta gotta enjoy that for a little bit
3: I mean, okay so this one was sponsored by sweet boy dalton correct <laughs> well, no.
4: apparently it wasn't sponsored by me or sponsored by someone named dalton Koo, and i don't know who the fuck that is
2: well that's because you're <laughs> you're kevin's son you got
4: this that's right all right well kevin i got some questions uh where's my child support money when are you coming for my birthday uh, i like ice cream cake
2: you saw what <laughs> he did to, to the bitcoin boys with those kicks and chops do you really want him to show up at your birthday
4: <laughs> you got
1: a good point it be like but like when the young Buck cooper kicked the kid at the party i thinking I'm actually gonna kick your head off
4: uh, go out with a bang <laughs> <laughs> so Dalton, what made
3: you want to sponsor because i, I don't know damien tangra i, I don't I, I i've never heard of him and i i barely seen adam priest except for him winning did he win the haas tournament yes he did so that's like the la- that's the first I've heard of him in the last. Where, where did this Damien Tangra came from
4: and why, what, why did you to, uh, sponsor this one? Well, I knew Adam Priest just you know, being around Georgia. He shows up at a few local indies. But Damien Tangra, I had never heard of. But I knew he came from ww 4 which is AR Fox. So whenever I figured that out, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like some flippy guy. But I was totally wrong. This dude is totally like a technician. It wasn't what I expected at all but Adam priest is a bad dude. And anytime, like as soon as Dom told me that I was up to be sponsored I jumped all over it.
2: Yeah. Adam priest is, I, I said it when we first reviewed an action show that he reminds me of the wrestling style of Benoit because he's short stocky and he's just like that. No nonsense in the ring. And I'm like this dude, he's got something special there with that. Cause he just, he exudes that like same like mentality, maybe a little,
3: maybe a little Davey Richards. I saw yeah. a little bit of that in him. Yeah. I could see that. And Maybe, it just, uh, what were the, who were the, who were the pit bulls in, uh, on, on velocity? Was it, uh, uh, kid cash and, uh, Jamie noble. Yeah, I believe he kind of, so, yeah. he kind of reminds me of like the body type of like the two of them combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's a little shorter Adam priest. He's got like, you know, that very stocky shouldery build. but you know, the guy, the, the guy is, uh, I, I was impressed by both of these dudes.
2: Yeah. Damien Tangra. He, uh, I first heard of him was actually when I was sponsoring uh, him and Dom facing off at a um, show. And so I was like, I was really interested in the guy and like, he he's, he's real young still, but like he's had a couple uh, matches in action and seemed really good. So uh, he had a real good match with Dom and I was like, okay, this guy's pretty good. So yeah, he's uh, definitely got that technician aspect and he, he he took a nice backbreaker onto the uh, buckle, which was pretty
3: gross. Oh yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, that was that was a uh, uh, they did, they did a few moves in there during that match which I, I kind of cringe the uh, the finish where he did that frog splash to his back. I, I thought his shoulder his his upper arm was going to explode through the back of his shoulder. Damian <laughs> yeah. Tangra, he was he was propped up like he was posted up and when Priest came down, you saw Tangra's arms kind of flop out to the side, but not before they kind of came up so I I was like, oh, man, if his arms – if he didn't post up and, like, didn't go kind of flat after that, his shoulders would have just exploded right through his back. Like, that that's how that impact looked uh, when he did that. So I thought that match was – I thought that match was excellent. I think that the, those two guys, they beat each other up good, and, and, and that was the first time I ever saw Tangra. So I, I'm glad because I, I was getting a little tired of seeing a lot of the same guys, and it's nice to see a guy like Tangra and Adam Priest, like – you, you know, mixing it up in a different environment that's not that's <laughs> chain link ropes and some sort of <laughs> oh my god, I'm so fucking tired of chain link ropes and 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 that kind of stuff. But I, I'm glad like this this just gave me like a breath of fresh air seeing
4: seeing these guys go towards the end of the match. There is a I think Tangra had an STF on Priest. And he yeah. was getting close to the rope, reaching for a rope break. And when he saw the arm coming out, he took the arm and trapped him. And I thought that was so smart. Like that dude is so good. He yeah. What I, love D- about,
1: what I love about that STF too, like he was caught in a sharpshooter and he maneuvered out of that into the STF to even get in that. Yeah.
3: Those announcers were uh, were right on top of it. They they that's why I love those guys were great. They were like, oh, he's, he's using his own arm against him, and that that was an excellent. I had that down as a note too from that one. That was an excellent part of that match.
0: I like getting a chance to watch more of uh priest because I, I haven't got to see as much from him and I'm coming sh- fresh off the, the Haas tournament. Like I think that's going to be a guy that we're going to want to keep our eyes on the lookout for this year. Definitely. Any other thoughts?
3: Oh, my, my only other thought was this, and I don't know if you, what your guys' opinion is on this. They did these after, after uh match interviews mm-hmm. and uh, you know, J Rose is a tall guy. He's not, he's not short and you know, Take you back to the 80s and see Mean Gene interviewing Macho Man and Jake and Hogan, and they tower over him. And J-Rose, as an interviewer, was towering over Priest, and he towered over a lot of the guys that he interviewed. And I think, you know, maybe just so you don't—these guys look larger than life a little bit more. You have J-Rose either step back in the shot and let these guys kind of step forward so they look a little bigger. Because otherwise, your ring announcer is— is hover you know it it looks bigger than your wrestlers and i think sometimes that could be perceived by you know new fans or external fans as a problem just for me i mean it's just a nitpick i'd rather i'd rather see him kind of more in the background and the wrestlers more up front so they don't look as small
1: yeah i don't disagree with that but at the same time wrestlers today are so much smaller than they were even 10 years ago yeah, it's really going to be kind of hard to get a a good interviewer that can be shorter than the guy that are already working.
3: Well, you don't need it shorter. You just need to frame it better. You know what I mean? Like, if J Rose is more in the back of the shot and the wrestler's more in the front, they look bigger. We so just, we
2: just need Stepstool Sarah. That's all we need. So oh yeah, <laughs> get yeah, her get that. we got this. I mean, he yeah.
3: didn't, J Rose didn't. It's not like he furthered a storyline by standing there. You know, if you had someone else who a little shorter, you know, because they let these guys go and and you know when you saw Manders, Manders is a monster. You know, and, and, you know, you saw some of these guys next to J Rose and they're much bigger, but a guy like priest, he's jacked, but he's kind of short. So you don't want him to look, you know, smaller than your, your ring announcer, but that, that's just, that's just a nitpick. Cause I thought the show in general didn't have too many holes.
0: Yeah. But judging by the size difference, like, uh, do you want to say like five feet away?
4: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: no, <that's> <laughs> I mean, it could be off screen,
2: I guess <laughs> that makes sense. Let's do it off screen. Yeah, no,
3: how, how did you do in your match? What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> or or if you just have him, yeah, but you could have, you know, WWE sometimes just had guys standing in a room, you know, like, do you need Jay Rose there? I don't know. I, I, I'm just, it's just a nitpick and it's silly, but it's just something that I kind of noticed when he, when he was in the room with some of these guys.
4: There was a picture that came out uh, a few years ago of uh, Tom Phillips in WWE. He was standing like super widespread. Just yep. So he would be shorter than the people he was interviewing. And uh, to Jay Gold's credit, I mean, that's something he could do. Exactly, he could he could get a little bit wider, and it's just it's just to make these
3: guys look that much more credible. So you're That's telling me I could
2: never ever be a, a uh, interviewer because I'm too damn tall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to be an interviewer, butters, they'd have to ha- they'd actually have get a, a literal soapbox for the guy you're in. <laughs> on
3: top
1: of it. <laughs> which they they used to do. Actually, they would actually have Andre stand on a box while Vince McMahon would interview and make him look even bigger than he already was. Go. Genius. A in for it. It's incredible. I mean,
3: it's genius. It's genius when you think about it. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. It still wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, you're doing it. They were doing the show specifically for IWTV. There was no fans. There was no way for anybody to like, you couldn't go ahead and verify it. You know, you could have made it. I mean, it's literally just a nitpick for me, but I, I just, you know, Dom's a big dude. He does an interview. He has a presence, you know, and, 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 you know, you want these guys to have presence. So when you do watch them on TV, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like that guy. Like, Priest is jacked. Like, I want to believe that this guy's going to come and tear your head off. So, you know, that's just my old school, you know, yelling at the clouds nonsense. But, you (laughs) know. (laughs)
2: All right. Let's go to the next match.
0: IWTV fucking
1: die!
2: And this match was the one that was sponsored by us.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad we did. It was fantastic. Cole Radrick taking on Alec Kane, friend of the show. Cole Radrick with his uh, NASCAR tights.
4: Praise Dale, praise Dale, baby. <laughs> That's right. There
3: it is. That's what I was waiting for. Come on now,
4: Alex. Drive Kane. to the left, old. Come on, <laughs> dude. Alex Kane fucking rules. That dude is awesome. Like I just want to see him throw motherfuckers all day long. Hell yeah. And, and
3: and Radrick will take it too. He he. uh, I I wasn't familiar with him until the summer, until the pandemic started. And he, I mean, he has a baby face. He's just he looks like a baby. I mean. But his body is so you know, he's he's just built as a wrestler. When you see him, you know, in his singlet and everything, he just looks like a wrestler. And he every move he does, I, I'm convinced when he gets his head beat in, like he's he's struggling. And and when he's doing a move, I am convinced he's got him. So, you know, this match was good for that because Kane is a monster. And he's,
0: he's
3: he's he's I didn't know who he was until I saw him. You guys were telling me he wrestled Dom. And I'm like, Oh my god, like this guy could call it, this guy's a problem. You could just tell, like <laughs> if he can show up in more shows, He's a problem, so I, I hope he gets more ex- more exposure because he I think he deserves it.
1: I, I like the old school storytelling in this match here. I mean, King the bigger guy, his big move, hard duplex, and and Roderick going for the leg and trying to get the bigger guy down. He's trying to yeah you know, take uh, fork the fork of the Goupled away, and in the end it doesn't work. He gets the scoop, uh, he gets duplexed the fuck to the mat for the pin at the end. But I, I love the storytelling
3: though. Now now tell me Jayhawk, who is uh, Shiny Shoes? Because i I'm I'm not a huge sup guy,
1: so. Where's this guy been, the 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 ref? I believe he's done some work, some stuff for action. As a matter of fact, he was the referee when uh, Lee Moore already won the IWTV belt. Okay. But he he's been down that area. I, honestly, I've only been I've only seen his stuff the last couple of shows that they that I've watched on IWTV. Like I didn't know who he was either. You know, either a couple months ago, but he does a good job. He got a good president. He's right on top of
3: it. I mean, I think I think Radrick his uh, his ankle lock was working. I think that that that. That was a really good point. Um, and I think just he, what he get T bone? What was it? A half and half to beat him.
2: Uh, it's a, was, it's a actual Southern light suplex. he calls it the Mark of Kane.
3: Yeah, it was pretty dope. Yes. That dude is, is yeah, that dude is, uh, uh, he, I believe everything he does in there. That, that guy is
4: going to be, it's going to be very popular if he keeps it up near the end of the match. There was a point where uh, cold had him an ankle lock and Alex Kane, like deadlifted him out of an ankle lock. And I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> he like, hit a gut wrench
2: backbreaker that popped me real fucking big uh watching the show for the first time. And I because I've never seen a gut wrench backbreaker like that before. It was just good stuff.
1: I literally only wrote that down in my note because of how hard you popped for that on Twitter during the show, <laughs> by the way. You mentioned like seven tweets in a row. It was good. <laughs> that gut wrench backbreaker. It was yes, good. we did. Okay. <laughs> it was Mike. Huh?
3: I, I agree. I love any deadlift German. Also, you can you, you sell me any t- any time I see somebody do a deadlift, a straight deadlift German suplex. That is the amount of torque you have to put on your your core. Always impressive. I love a good I love a good deadlift German suplex. I think he I think he did a few of those. Right. Then he do a, a few deadlifts where he just he just picked him up and put him on his head. I mean, that was
4: that was absurd. Yep. Look at body guy Jay Gold over here talking about <laughs> torquing your core. <laughs>
3: I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. Cool. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing a prune juice cleanse tomorrow. You want to see my core after that? We're good to go.
0: One thing of note for me is not even in the match; it's after the match when we did get a little promo thing with Alex Kane, and I think he's going to be a dude we're going to see a lot of in Southern Underground Pro. And the matchup uh, possibilities I think are damn near endless, and the people I want to see him against. Like, if we get eventually get a point, Alex Kane versus, like, Brad Ison. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Give it to me. In front of a live crowd, no less. That's going to be the, the key right there. We get that in front of a live crowd. Oh, fuck. That's going to be good shit.
1: I-W-T-V! Wow. Fucking die! And we go to Derek Neal taking on Effie. And here's another match where I thought commentary did really well in with Effie working arm bars, working headlock early on. And commentary is actually telling you why the headlock is effective, why the armbar is effective. And most people watching will see a headlock and go, oh, gee, they're phoning it in tonight. No, there's a purpose for it. Commentary told you what the purpose was for it. And immediately the match is better for
3: it. I'll tell you this. I love a good hoss who shouts out like Stan Hansen when he comes out to the ring. <laughs> that, that bellow, when you see a guy who pulls his tights over his stomach and he comes out, <laughs> And he gives you that, like, you know, that Texas, you know, puts up the horns and gives you that whole, you know, bellowing out. Dude, that dude's scary. And Effie, I give Effie a ton of credit because a lot of Effie's stuff I always think is shtick and it's not. The guy can work. He looks good and he's in, he's in great shape and he always does, he does good facial expressions and I think it was a good clash of styles because you really know, but Neil did not, like, he didn't dismiss him. like Because they're both kind of similar in size, even in a more girthy like Effie and him were kind of the same height. They matched up and like Effie's in really good shape and he didn't like, you know, you didn't get that, that typical, like, uh, um, you know, this, what am I looking at? He took Effie really seriously and the match really felt big. And that's what I like. Like Effie does a lot of good stuff in the ring. He really does. You know, there, I mean, there's a reason he's in second gear crew. Like he does a lot of good stuff. And this Derek Neal is a giant dude. Like he just, he looks like a handful and it, it, the match just really worked. And I, 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 I haven't seen a lot of Derek Neal before and I really liked what he, what he offered. I think, I think the guy is, is, and apparently he's been around for a really long time. Um, and he, he just did good. I mean, he's just good. He's just a like, I had no, I, I honestly loved every match on this card. So this match, he's just a good wrestler and
1: Effie is great. So it looked, the match just looked terrific. Yeah, well, I actually made a note here. This might be the most serious match of Effie's career. And that's not a knock on Effie at all. But you're right. A lot of Effie work in his stick. There was none of that here. This was just the wrestling match.
3: And yeah, it was like damn good wrestling. Yeah, it was like they were like, OK, Effie was just like, listen, I'm going to we're going to just go. You want to go? Let's see what happens when we go. And, you know, they went and they just went at it. And, you know, I really thought Effie had him a bunch of times. And and, you know, he pulled up the knee pads and he got himself in there and, you know, it, uh, you didn't even notice like the fishnet and the, the whole what effie brings. You just looked at a guy who was just like ready to beat the piss out of Neil. And he did. They both just hammered each other. It was great.
0: I think this could have been a really big breakout moment for Derek Neal. Like he's a name that I've always heard of from a lot of my southern friends, but obviously You know, I hear a lot of names and some some of them I eventually see more of. And this is one of those guys that finally seeing him in Southern Underground Pro and seeing what he can do uh, made me curious of what else we could see. And it's something that we will obviously touch on later. What
3: title does he?
2: I believe
0: that's the New South uh, title? It's that giant one that Cabana Man Dan had for the
2: longest time. It's like it looks so massive. I mean it oh, puts it's the
3: giant, I thought it was just called Cabana was tiny and it just looked big. No, it's it's legit <laughs> giant. Like
2: it puts the the
0: WCW big gold to shame. Like it's huge.
3: Yeah, that thing is yeah, it's monstrous. It like fits up his whole upper body. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It, does,
0: <laughs> it doesn't help that like the two uh champions that I know of for that title were both kind of like shorter and smaller. Do you think they did it, it, it on
3: purpose? Was it more just to show off the belt?
4: <laughs> it could have been.
3: It definitely catches your eye. Sultan, what, are, what notes you got? A lot on of people this?
4: hate that belt, but. So these dudes were fucking working. Like, this wasn't a wrestling match. This was wrestling. Like, this <laughs> is the shit I grew up on. Like, and the Effie that showed up in this match, it reminded me of the Effie that I saw way back in the day, like in a room full of 20 people in Vadasta and Pavo, Georgia. And I don't know. It, was, it felt nice to watch him doubt, doubt, stick back a little bit and, like, show people what he could do because I knew Effie was good. But a lot of people that I talk to have only seen, like, the character work, I guess, that mm-hmm. he does. And watching him, like, go after it in this match really, really made me smile. Because I know a lot of people will actually see, like, oh, this dude's really good. This dude's great. Like, uh, one of those I got... Dalton, what do you know about Effie, by the way? Where did this guy start? Um, Let's see. Without getting too much into it, uh, he is from North Florida, and he worked a lot before he got big in South Georgia, North Florida area. And he got really big in fest wrestling. Like, that dude is treated like a god down there. And uh, I don't know, man. Like, when I saw him in his early days in Valdosta, he played up the gay character a little bit, quote unquote. And he knew how to work as a heel because in South Georgia, obviously, is a very not progressive place. And I mean, that's sad for sure. But he knew how to make it work to his advantage as a character. Like, he got them to boo him for being him, and he played into it. And that's how he got, like, that's how he started to figure it out, I guess. And once he got into more progressive places, like Fest Wrestling, which is, if I could describe that as more like, it would be like a punk rock show uh, type feel, I guess. And those folks accepted him for what he was, and he became the most over babyface I've ever seen in my life. Like, that dude is over down there. And that's kind of like where he came from, I guess. And to see him turn it up in this match and do shit like the cannonball through the ropes that uh, Derek Neal did to him. That was nutty. Like I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. I'm just glad he brought it.
2: Yeah. I think Derek Neal uh, is a name that we're going to see a lot more of. Um, When I interviewed Dom, he really like spoke highly of Derek Neal. And I think that him getting this platform and what we see later on in the show, uh, they have big things planned for him and uh, this is going to be, I think, uh, his breakout year.
3: I'm glad. I'm glad to see somebody who, uh, I'm glad to see somebody different. I want to see all these guys on this show go out and and kill it this year. Like, no offense to the other guys. I love, love a lot of these guys, but between us, this roundtable, what makes AIW different is, and and one thing that I'd love to see, though, is a guy like Bishop and Wes in a SUP. Guys like PME should be used everywhere, but their attractions when you go to the shows, there if you saw on an ICW card, let's say this, if you saw an ICW card that Wes was gonna Wes was wrestling, you know, <laughs> somebody, wouldn't you turn the TV on? Isn't it different? Like this this card, every match I wanted to see. I was like, all these guys are different. They're not the same crap that I've been and she G- GCW is to, you know, to blame for a lot of this. They have run the same cards over and over again, and yes, we're in a pandemic. I get it. I get it. But the fact that this card was so fresh that Neil and Effie that match was completely different than anything we've seen from Effie, and I've never seen Neil as a fan watching from IWTV. It was gr- it, that's just a wonderful like like, like psych- psychologically, it's, they just did it right. So a guy like Derek, I hope he gets. I hope he's everywhere. To be I honest, yeah. Like, I, I, honestly, I'd love to see Effie in AIW. He's second gear. I'd love to see him come out and help out Justice. You know, like, I'd love to see Derek Neal in AIW. I'd love to see Derek Neal come over here to, to New York and be on a creative pro show. Just anything. But to see fresh faces for me, just for me, because, I, you know, you guys are all, you guys know Sup and you know a lot of these. But a guy like me, I'm super happy to see cards that I haven't seen before. You know, and this, this match was, comp- this would be like watching the Steiners. Wrestle against uh, let's say, like the Bitcoin boys and the Steiners start doing dives and you know, they start doing, you know, ranas and everything, not Scott Steiner ranas, but like real deal. Like all of a sudden you see the dogface gremlin do like a swanton over the top rope running. <laughs> you know, like that's what this this card is like. Seeing Bitcoin versus Violence is forever, that's like seeing, you know, the Rockers versus, you know, uh, you go over to WCW and see them versus Harlem Heat. You know, it's like just different matchups and fresh is what they what the Indies are dying for right now and I think we've talked about it like well, us as guys you know privately the fresh matchups are we, we must have them otherwise they're not going to survive. So this match, these guys to the moon with them. If Effie could wrestle like this all the time, I would watch every Effie match. I just I think the guy looks terrific. I love the way he looks out there. And I love Derek. I love a guy who's going to give you the hook em horns and then just blast your face. <laughs> you know, like, that's all, like, that's all I want. So a match like this, top to bottom, perfectly run out. And those guys really did it right.
2: Yeah, I don't think it, uh, can be said any better, man. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I WTV wow. fucking die. And w- our next match is the hot fight. <laughs> Brett Eisen and Bastard Cassidy. Bastard, Bastard-, Bastard- Cassidy. I'll get it out there.
3: <laughs> this is okay, was-
1: guy. These guys beat the shit out of each other. They cooplexed the shit out of each other. I was convinced they weren't human after a while. This was fucking great. I mean, Brett, Brett Eisen is a scary dude.
3: <laughs> a, there's no other way to play. His head
1: looks like it goes
3: into his upper body, straight down, and his body is just... A, it's It's almost like he was made of granite, and they just didn't cut the rest. They just made his head into a granite stone, and straight down, his arms are all one size, from his biceps all the way down to his wrists. He's just... I I don't know many guys who are built like, you know, like he, he looks like he, he just looks like a giant, a giant piece of, of cement that you drop down to start a building. That's what Brett Eisen looks like. I mean, <laughs> and then Baster Cassidy, he's
4: just there. Like, he's just a, just a huge dude who could throw with him. For my notes for this match, the only thing I put down is these boys are swinging. Like those dudes are laying it into each other. It was really nice to see like just two big dudes going at it.
0: Yeah, one thing I love about Brett is he is absolutely scary as fuck. Watching him on TV in real life, scary as fuck. Uh, if there was a list of people that I'd love to see in AIW, like he's going to be within the top five. I've been pushing for it for a while, like, especially during like the new talent initiative stuff. But getting him up from Nashville isn't exactly the easiest. Uh, this is this match is exactly what I thought it was going to be—just two dudes beating the fuck out of each other—and it was great. Yeah, Summers,
3: was... you, you you said that. Why can't they get him up from? Why can't they get him from Nashville? What's the problem? He came to Jersey to wrestle Eddie. Why can't he get to? Why can't he get to Cleveland? Let's say
0: you just want to know all the behind the scenes shit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what are we if, doing? If, Come if,
1: on. If, if, if I can speculate, it's probably a combination of the money for trans to get him up here, in addition to his payday. But that speculation on my part—I don't know that for a fact.
3: Nope. Yeah, I just I just want to see a guy like this travel a little bit. He deserves it. He like. He stole the show with Eddie that night in ICW. They didn't even need to use all the – they barely used the, the weapons. The two of them just beat the living hell out of each other. And, and then I never saw him for like two months On the, after that. All summer, he was gone. Like, he's he's a talent. He's got to get that. He's got to show off.
4: Smart Mark J. Gold just trying to pull the curtain off the hinges right now.
3: <laughs> I just want to – I just want to – I love the business and I want these guys to – there is no reason why Brett Ison should not be on every card. He's the man. I want to see him. I want to see him take those giant granite meaty fists and just drill someone in the face
4: with them. And I, I, I don't see him enough. While I'm picking on you, I do agree with you. Like, I want to see that dude everywhere. Like, he, he deserves it. Dude he, he can go.
2: Yeah, this match was just uh, two big meaty men slapping meat and, uh six minutes and just it was a rush. They beat the fuck out of each other. Uh, I got to see Brett Ison use that swing of the scythe and uh, knock Bastard Cassidy out. Sick.
1: You know, you get two big meaty men slapping meat, and it sounds like not wrestling. I'm just going to throw that out there. That will never not be funny, though.
3: That term you can use for big dudes. It will always work. Yep. It, there's no other term described to the big meaty men slapping meat, and it's the perfect term. And Brett Ison and his cement hands. He's like the the embodiment the Spider-Man villain, the Sandman. When he comes out, he's just all one size. His wrists are the same size of his forearms and his
4: biceps. Just, <laughs> It just works. <laughs> Baseball bats for hand.
2: Yeah, That's right. Jesus, yeah, that's 100% correct.
4: <laughs>
1: I-W-T-V-FUCKING <laughs> DIE! From there, we go to Jaden Newman taking on in his Southern Underground Pro debut, the strongest man in all the land, Arthur MacArthur.
3: And as, as we said as we said <laughs> earlier, we're not going to pull back the curtain. But uh, Artie, we love we love Artie. I, I, I love the gimmick. I, I think honestly, it in the beginning, and I'll say it again, it, it, it you know the gimmick itself, I think works better with people. But I think he did he really did assert himself, and he looked great out there as a wrestler. And I think as as time's going to go on, I mean Summers, you, you know, you probably agree. That gimmick needs time to flourish and it needs time to uh, it needs time to to grow, so he needs all the practice he can get in there. but I think for this show, you know it, it showed that he can it showed his technical side, maybe that's more in my head, guys. I know that nobody knows what we're talking about, but maybe what's more in my head. This match showed his technical side he didn't need to bring in the world's largest dumbbell. he just needed to bring his hands and it and it worked
4: for him he he showed off some of that that skill set as the match started. The taunts kind of threw me off a little bit just because I'm not familiar with Arthur MacArthur. But there was a certain point in the match where I started like thinking, oh, okay, this is picking up. Uh, Jaden Newman went for like a rope walk arm drag sort of thing. And from that point on, those dudes killed it. Like there was a point in the match where uh, I believe it was Arthur MacArthur hit a wheelbarrow German suplex that was really sweet. And then Jaden near the end of the match hit this nasty pump kick. And everyone in the room freaking was freaking out about it. Kevin Koo was doing laps around the ring, like the whole the whole thing. The second half of the match was very impressive, and it, I think it uh, it won me over on Arthur MacArthur.
1: Well, he had that pump kick from Newman. He had a spinning back fist at one point that uh, that popped the boy at ringside as well. Yeah, um, MacArthur. For t- a guy with two year experience, he definitely is working above his experience level here. If I, if he would have got himself to me in the when I interviewed him last week, that he only had two year experience, I would have thought five or six for sure. That well, I mean, I, I, I've been around for for a couple matches too, but I mean, yeah, but he is definitely working like he's been around a lot longer
4: than he has. Oh yeah, when you say he now, only has two years in, that blows my mind because that dude's good for two years. So dude's really good, and he's only going to get better. Now, now, what class
3: was he with in in AIW? I know Summers Butters. You guys know better than I do. Who who was he with as far as um, the class that came out? Uh, you know what I mean. Like who, who was his class?
0: Bitcoin Boys and Chuck Stone. And if we want to consider it too, because it was technically in the same match, uh, Xavier Franklin. We, we had that match at the Guido's Beer Bash where those four debuted. And Xavier Franklin was the, the referee for it. And that was his, I think that was his first match. So it's like a oh, total debuting match.
3: Oh, that's cool. And that, that actually is a very good class. That's a, that, that was a, that's a very successful uh, class. I mean, got to give those guys credit. They, uh, that, that's, I mean, when you talk, that's, those are four guys and a referee who all are going to be in the public eye in the next, and you know within the next three, four years are all going to be very well-known names.
2: Yeah. Jaden Newman as well. He's, uh, he's really, uh, been doing a lot, uh, with action and then with new South. And now, I mean, he's, he's been doing stuff in Southern net going pro for a while. So
0: he, uh, definitely brought it here and this was a really good match. And also before the pandemic, Jaden Newman came up for the AIW new talent initiative. He didn't obviously make it on the show, but I know he, he was somebody that came up. I think it was him, Alan Angels, AC Mack. And Brickster. And Brickster. Like they they that's a pretty good fucking car load. And to be the the only person that didn't make it. And I still think like he's a dude that we could see later on. So I th- that says a lot about wait, him. those
3: are Buffalo boys?
0: No, uh basically Brickster at some point moved from Buffalo. Actually, it might have been right around the time I interviewed him, because I think he talked about it. He was living in Buffalo, and then he was moving to Nashville. Uh, him and his whole family were moving down there, supposedly. I think he still comes up to Buffalo from time to time because you know that's his his home grounds and everything. But I think to get more in with Crux because I think uh, he might have did spend some time in Nashville because I think he did get some uh, additional training from Crux. So, But going back to Jaden Newman, that's a guy we, we will see. I think, see more of and, and, like you know, his story within Southern Underground Pro of coming up as as a lackey to uh, Teddy King and then eventually having the feud with Manders. And he has gone from being and he even says it in the promo afterwards, like he went from being like this little boy to being a man. And basically, like, he's not very old. I want to say he might be about 22, 20, like definitely no not over 23. So
1: 22, according to cage match for what it's worth.
0: Ooh, so that, that that was me guessing in the dark saying twenty-two. So <laughs> I'm I'm being hundred percent serious, even though I do have cage match pulled up, it just I just have the card up. But Jaden Newman um, has so much time to get to get bigger and better. And I I did enjoy this match. You know, I've I don't almost say I'm friends with both of them, but you know, I've I've interviewed Jaden and Arthur MacArthur as a dude that I've seen a lot in AIW. And I I love the gimmick as soon as I saw him debut. And it's I want to see him in old wrestling. Hopefully, that's a you know marriage made in heaven. But yeah, uh, as a whole, like to me, this match was fun.
1: WTV fucking die. And we have Cabana Man Dan taking on Alley Cat. And this was the point of the show where I just gave up writing notes. The the show was just too damn good. I kept making stuff trying to trying to write stuff down.
3: So this match had that finish that I had a problem with. That I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with, with Cabana Man Dan and Alley Cat. I, I see again, I think this comes down to Effie, Artie, Alley Cat, Cabana Man Dan. They didn't need any of their gimmicks. You didn't see as much Alley doing the belly rubs and the throwing the yarn in the ring and going for the lights and Cabana Man Dan looks terrific. I mean, his new gimmick, you know, just the way he's, he's, just clean living and just the way he's, his body has changed. Um, you know, I, I, it was a good match. The ending was kind of odd. Um, but I like seeing these guys out of their element where where Allie didn't need a cat. You know, the li- literal cat. She could just be Allie Cat. And she wrestled her butt off. And, you know, Cabana Man Dan did a great job in there. He's a smaller guy. I, I mean, Allie almost dwarfed him, so to speak. Like, she was almost you know, much bigger than him. And I I don't, I don't think I've never met Cabana Dan in person. I saw him at, at Slumber Party Massacre, you know, when Scott Steiner had him in the ring with Swaggle, but, uh, uh, Ali was, Ali was taller than him. Ali, I think is wider than him. And, you know, they, they really worked. That was, I mean, it was, it was a good match for, again, a good match for on the card. It was definitely, you know, worth it. The ending was kind of screwy, but otherwise it was a good match.
4: I think the best move of Cabana man Dan's career was him going full Tom Hanks and Castaway and growing that hair out and growing that beard out. Cause he just looks like a maniac out there. And there is a spot in this, this the whole card had spots like this with things I've never quite seen before. And there was a point in the match where Cabana man, Dan put on a bear hug, but he also had the hammer lock with it as well. And like he kept hitting that arm and hitting that arm and it just looked brutal. And the, thing I'm gonna disagree with Jay Gold here. Is I love that quick win because it made it look like it was a fluke almost. Like Cabana Man Dan just wasn't good enough to beat Alley Cat that day. And in the post match promo, he goes on about how he's been slept on since you know Marco got caught up. And uh, I don't know. I think it just sets up a great storyline where Cabana Man Dan is they're just not good enough to get that win and. I think once he does get that big win, like it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds. well, if you notice he didn't go for that flip flop chop
3: nonsense either i mean they nice. these they they just made him wrestle, and I think there was something pure about yeah, he did lose i I, I don't know, I just didn't like the way it played out, but well, I get it, it yeah, but it was i mean it, it was a plain it was a plain win like she won I, I don't like the way it played out I don't mean it my opinion's meaningless, but you know. It was a real, it was a wrestling match. It wasn't, you know, Allie pretending she wanted Dan to rubber belly, so he got, you know, tied up. And then he turned on him and gave him, you know, like a, a false finish. And then he got up and tried to hit her with the with his flip-flop. And, you know, then all of a sudden she got distracted looking at a fan's, you know, feather that they brought to ringside. And then she, you know, she wasn't there, so... I, I thought all the all the wrestlers, even gimmick, all the gimmicks, even too, they didn't need to work them. They just needed to work each other, and it worked really well.
0: But I think what you're seeing with Allie is she's had more matches where she is a little bit more serious. And then mm-hmm. Cabana Man Dan, it's not that he didn't need to work the gimmick. is He's not working the gimmick. Like Obviously, he's been a little bit more serious lately, especially in Southern Underground Pro. So if you're going to have that promo at – at the end of the match that it was kind of the he had the same attitude going through it. it yeah. Cause it, like he didn't even come out with, you know, flip flops. Like, right. This is, this is a different abandonment. Kind of even, even the look on his face actually when he came out, looked more serious. So to me, that is a little bit of a character change. Like that was already there. It had nothing to do with, there's no fans.
3: Well, I, I liked it either way. You know, I think, I think you're right. I, I just, I think, I just like the, I thought all the matches had more of a big fight feel to them. And I liked the way it worked. And I liked seeing some of these, some of these wrestlers who we love to see in certain sections kind of out of their comfort zone. And I think it worked very well. I think it worked very well for Ali. And I think it worked very well for Cabana Man Dan. I like his change in gimmick. I like what he's got there. His tights are dynamite, the way he looks um, the new, the new gear. It, it just, it's great looking. And, you know, he had time to kind of think about how he wanted himself to look and, it, it 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 it's great. Like there's, I I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I don't have an, an opinion like on on the negative at all about any of it.
2: Every time he comes out with a, a face mask on, it always reminds me of the Winter Soldier. So, <laughs> and I love that about him. Uh, yeah, he's very much changed. He's not the the fun loving, you know, get the pop with the flip flop chop anymore. He kind of is more serious and more uh, physical with everything and. Allie's been that way too lately. She's been real. I mean, you know, she's been doing a lot more physical stuff, not as much comedy. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it is for Southern Underground Pro. I mean, they, they really dialed back any of that kind of stuff and just wrestled.
3: Yeah, good on them. That's it's really refreshing,
1: them. honestly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. IWTV fucking die! And we've got a tag team matchup Kill or be killed. Hardway Heater and Nolan Edward taking on the Lost Boy. Jake Holiday and Hoodfoot. This was not build as a tech Tornado match, but it might as well have been, being this was just all four guys in the ring, beating the shit out of each other for about seven minutes, another really quick,
4: really hard-hitting sprint. A lot of fun. This was the match where I wrote down Big Meaty Man slapping meat. These boys were beating the shit out of each other. Like, uh, Chase Holiday, I don't think I've ever seen him before, but that dude was going after it. I really, really liked him. And there was a spot where... Uh, All of them were outside of the ring, and Hoodfoot just came out like a fucking sack of shit through the ropes, and it looked gnarly. It looked awesome, and I mean that in the best possible way. Like It looked like he could have killed somebody. It was great. Yeah,
3: I I agree with you about Hoodfoot. He is just a mountain just moving around the ring. He really is. He's just just a mountain moving around. He's just the kind of guy that he's almost like Calvin Tankman-sized. I think Hoodfoot might be bigger than Tankman, and he moves like a cruiserweight, and— you know, I think he did a dive and, and, uh, I was watching with my brother this, the second time around and we're just like, my brothers like, didn't, didn't really know who Hoodfoot was. And I, I wanted to talk to him about, you know, his, his appearances in, in, what was it paradigm? And he just, he, that it, it's a good display for him. He's, he's just a monster. I mean, he really is. He's just, you just see, it's almost like he's a moving, he's a moving mountain as he goes through the ring. And, and it's great. It's like a force of nature and there aren't enough force of natures in wrestling, which you, which we need. Everybody wants an attraction. So when you see a guy like Hoodfoot and, and you see, you know, I like Nolan Edward. I think he's great. I, I, I like the way he looks. I like the way he wrestles. But I think Hoodfoot's in like a – he's going to be somebody who you would – pay to see because he's he's
4: an attraction speaking about nolan uh i really liked the way that him and hardway heater used like their partners as a weapon to attack like their opponents like the part where uh heater suplex nolan onto their opponents i thought was great Them just like throwing reckless abandon out there and using them, their bodies against people it was awesome
2: yeah they were they were pulling out all the stops trying to to take down the lost boys but there was no getting through Hoodfoot, foot man <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: I know Stacy Silver's loves hoodfoot, loves him. I mean, I, I, I just, you know, it, it, he also another
4: guy left
3: the do rag, the nine foot long do rag home, you know, like. Oh, I wish he would have brought it. I know but he left it. <laughs> he left it home, and he brought his working boots and his working gloves. And these guys went out there and beat the shit out of each other. And you know what? I don't think I noticed it until I'm talking to you guys out loud that. All of these guys and ladies in this on this card literally just brought their brought a lunchbox and a fucking working boots and just were like let's let's go and it it that match another one just worked it just it just played out right and it, it felt right and for the amount of time that it was on I think if it went if it went 15 minutes we would have had a problem um, but I think the, the timing of it the I said I think I said to Dom in, in the PBD Discord the pace of the whole show really made it work. If there were more shows that were like an hour and 49 minutes and you could get eight, eight matches in there and some matches went 20, but others that went seven that felt, you know, good at seven,
4: the pace was perfect. Well, I think when it comes to that, I think it helped that a lot of these matches looked like actual fights because if Mm -hmm. you see a fight in person, a fight never goes longer than five to seven minutes or even that, like usually it's over like one to two minutes. But the fact that these short matches were so intense from bell to bell, it really helped the whole card.
3: Yeah. Like a guy like uh, a guy like Brett or a guy like, um, uh, uh, bastard Cassidy or Hoodfoot, You, you cannot tell me you want to see, um, you want to see a guy. want to see one of those guys go 30 minutes. There's no reason to, you definitely don't want to see those guys go 30 minutes. And I think the timing was perfect.
0: L's up motherfuckers. (laughs) Uh, I love me some lost boys. You know, that's a, for those who don't know, that's a stable of four people. You got chase holiday, Hoodfoot, Adam Slade and Bradley Prescott, the fourth. They did have a former member who, uh, left the group, uh, part of the ways from the group. And that is Levi Everett. But, uh,
4: what Levi's with these guys so that rules. Well,
0: oh believe. yeah. It was, it was so much fun with, with Levi in there too. But Hey, Levi, Levi left, but that's, that's not a bad thing. I think, uh, He's gone on, obviously, do a lot of great things, and you know this group came from or comes from Indiana mostly, and, and uh, they're pretty much like the last group now repping their their, their state because I think the other one's pretty much dead now. But you all, it's like you have that group, and then you also have Killer Be Killed, which I don't know the exact roster, uh, but you know Hardway Heater is a dude that I've I've seen before at um, Bizarre Lucha, I do believe, mm-hmm. and. Nolan Edward is a dude that like keeps popping up a lot of plays. And that's another dude who's on like on the cusp of becoming a way bigger name. And I think there's a lot of people just waiting, waiting for that moment with him. But with Killer Be Killed, I don't, like I said, you got those two. You have Brett Eisen, Moes is considered one of the members too. And I, there might be like one or two other people that I just don't know their name. So in a way, to me, this was like faction warfare, but just with with two tag teams and uh, the Lost Boys at least have a little bit more experience. They've been uh, a team a lot longer but there's something about hardway heater and Nolan edward that screams southern underground pro and i loved it
4: oh yeah i think killer be killed is just uh brett hardway heater nolan and akira if i'm not mistaken but i don't know we'll ever see akira ends up
3: if i don't
0: I'm correct, think so mose mose is also a member
3: i don't know how many people are clamoring for akira to be in sup right now but that's just, that's my snark. That's my snark for the episode. Uh, I'm, I'm
4: there with you. I'm kind of burned <laughs> out. WTV ah.
1: fucking DIE!
4: Main event time.
1: Three-way match for the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship. AJ Gray defending against HD Mack and the one called Manders. And there's a pretty nice little story being told here. HD Mack wants a one-on-one rematch with A.J. Gray, and he's not getting it, and he's pissed. We have a really good three-way for a while until Derek Neal comes out and goes after Mander, clear him from the match, and the the end with the one-on-one match that Mac won in the first place. I'm not a fan of triple threat matches. That was definitely an exception. I enjoyed this one quite a bit. It might have been my favorite match of the show.
3: I, I, I like any match that you can go backwards with Manders or AJ and talk about their college football past and watch them. Like, Mander's throwing a shoulder block is a different type of shoulder block. Like... Oh. You know, like when Manders throws a shoulder block, you're like, yeah, that one is if he put that shoulder into my chest, he would cave in my you know, my rib cage like A.J., when they were slapping each other, I saw somebody's soul leave their body when he slapped them Then, like that was those slaps were those chops were otherworldly. And I I mean, I, I love what I'm just but I'm also biased. I love watching A.J. Gray wrestle. I love watching Manders. I don't know enough about AC Mack. Is he is he a is he a St. Louis guy? Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Um, I, I don't know enough about him to, you know, kind of to give you if I'm a fan or not, but I, I I fucking love Manders and I love AJ Gray. So if I could see them just literally beat the hell out of each other, that's that's a fun thing, even though they're in the same, you know, their second gear. But it, it that match was good. That was that was some good stuff.
0: If you want to know more about AC Mac, you can go to an episode of Wrestling Cheers from about a month and a half ago.
3: I don't know what that is. I don't listen. I know it took you like, took you like forever
0: to buy a fucking t-shirt, even though you've been I on the show. It. Which is crazy
2: because literally in the first two hours of my t-shirt store being live, he bought one.
3: Listen, there's no we're we're not there's no reason there's no reason for us to talk about any of that. The, the good the good news is we all have wrestling cheer shirts. And I wear them to the supermarket all the time. Okay? (laughs) That's the good news. I'm just saying. (laughs)
0: Because I I love watching Josh, like, buy all these other t-shirts from other podcasts he listens to. Then I have him on Wrestling Cheers, and he still doesn't buy a fucking shirt. (laughs) And I even, like, uh, asked him about it months months ago. And he was like, oh, I'll get it. I'll get it. And then I'm I, like, all right. I, 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 I get one. I get confirmations of the orders, like I know when you're gonna order one. And but, yeah, I had to like remind you again.
3: Okay, okay. <laughs> I I apologize <laughs> for the length of time it took for me to get a wrestling cheese <laughs> here. <shirt>. I apologize. <laughs>
4: Well can the we problem focus? is Jay Gold is a body guy now. He never
3: knows what shirt he needs to get. He, can he, we focus on see, see can we focus on Dalton here? Do we have to come in <laughs> at the end of this
2: episode? <laughs> yeah, it backfired on you, Jay Gold. It's over.
3: A, yeah, I'm very, actually because Summers is here it backfired on me. He just ripped me apart, right? Um but <laughs> I, I'm not
0: sure if it was earlier in the episode, but there might have been a deleted scene here on the podcast where we talked about um Dalton and Josh like busting each other's balls and Josh you're like, Oh, you gotta step it up. I'm like, all right, I got one waiting for you. Just (laughs) give me an opportunity. (laughs) You
3: just literally cut a hole in the bottom of my drink glass, and now I got nothing. It's water for me the rest of the night, because now I am I you have put me on the spot and I apologize for not having a shirt sooner. Now I have one. So I will tell you this though. I I still like I still love AJ Gray and I love Manders and I could watch those guys all day so
4: dude these three killed it like uh in the ac mac taunting jesse i thought that was a really good callback and uh you know past southern underground pro shows and manders and aj were beating the shit out of each other speaking of manders this is a guy that i came around hard on when i first saw manders i did not like manders i didn't like the letterman jacket i didn't like the collegiate uh athlete gimmick but once he Threw that letterman jacket in the trash and picked up a cowboy hat and started ringing that cowboy belt. Man, sign me up! And AJ, throughout this whole match, it was like he went to like the Terry Funk school selling, like he was just hollering and yelling and talking about his arm. I thought it was great because it makes you believe he's actually in pain, right? If a guy's in pain, he's not just gonna lay there and grimace, he's gonna holler, he's gonna yell, he's like he's gonna like bring attention to it. And then later on in the match, with AJ Gray's chops, I thought you were going to cave an AC Max chest. Like, all three of them brought it, and I couldn't have been more happy with it. Also, give me the AJ Gray Mander single match now. I want it. Well, I mean, I don't know if you can, uh, if you're going to have uh,
3: Second Gear wrestling each other that often. They're boys, you know, you can't split them up. But uh, I-, I like it anytime Second Gear goes after each other because that faction, by the way, is with such talent that if they don't wrestle each other, it's, it's, it's a shame. They got to, those guys have got to beat each other up
4: a bit.
0: Uh, l- l- let's talk about, uh, AJ Gray's entrance and how Effie and not, o- not only <laughs> just Effie should say you had, uh, Alex Kane, you had J Rose all like, they're all kind of dancing to it. And then even to, like on the other side of them, you have Bret ice and Bob in his head. That was a but, nice little, uh, nice little scene that caught my eye. And then, uh, Throughout this match, Effie being in the background wearing the cowboy hat, <laughs> him with that fucking mustache. I was like, if he ever needs another gimmick, go cowboy.
4: Because cowboy Effie sign me up. I'm one. There,
0: there's so much there that just the look of like that's just genuine as fuck. If you're if you're keeping with the mustache and a cowboy hat. Uh but yeah, this <laughs> match to me felt like a main event. And I mean, that's not a knock or anything, but it, it was in the in the perfect spot besides there being a championship. You have the storyline. With uh AC Mac coming back for his title, whether Manders should be in the match or not. Obviously AJ Gray being champion. And I, I wish we would have had a really cool moment where Jesse could have mocked AC Mac about how whenever uh, AC Mac would get announced as champion, like he'd have somebody hold his belt. And like Jesse could have had a moment where it's just like, Hey, let me let me hold your belt. Like, here it is. Like it's not there because you're not you're not champion. But hey. Uh, still so much fun and especially too like we we haven't really talked about how throughout this show there is no microphone and Jesse is doing Jesse and yelling at the top of his fucking lungs and that's the same thing like AC Mac can do so uh, like having like that moment where they're both kind of yelling towards the beginning of the match or right before the match starts still was so much fun and then uh, where we get to with uh, later with Derek Neal coming out and Attacking Manders because there was just that little bit with that promo where I'm like, mm, this you're calling saying cowboy shit and everything. I'm like, there there has to be the moment of him and Manders. So when he comes out and takes out Manders, I'm ooh, here we go. Like, that's what I'm gonna look forward to. Uh the next show.
2: Yeah, Effie dancing to oh let's do it was was really great. Um I actually gift that today for Effie and uh So damn funny. I was, I was laughing after like, I noticed it the first time, but then the second time it was just even funnier to me. And then these guys, like everybody else said, beat the hell out of each other. Uh, We got the setup for another match down the road between Derek Neal and Manders. And uh, yeah, this is, uh,
3: you know, know, Summers made a good point by the way, though, the the saying how it felt like a main event, the whole card built properly last match. And, I don't know if you guys feel it. You ever go to, you ever go to like an indie show and the first match feels like almost like JV level, like you're like watching the guys and you're like, okay, uh, I want to see the next, you know, the guys, the the varsity go. Um, when you watch a lot of, when you watch all these matches in a, in a combined bubble, that's the varsity. Like, you you know, when you sit, when you go to like, you can go to like a high school wrestling show and guys kind of mess up moves and whatever. Every single match on this card felt like the varsity main event level. Like when you watch Dom and there's a there's a smoothness to them. When you watch and even even you know Bitcoin, they haven't been together a long time technically, and it was so smooth. When then you get to like the middle of the card and you watch Effie and you're like, there's a guy who knows, you're like, oh this is like a veteran. He knows exactly. Then you get to the main event, and you're like. All three of these guys are putting a recipe together that is, that is perfect. Like, so this match really did feel gigantic when they announced them. And it delivered as a gigantic feel. It didn't feel like there, there weren't any botches. There weren't any places where, like, you know, smarks are going to get in there and be like, oh, this guy did this, and I didn't like what he did. Every one of the matches on this card felt like it could have main evented anywhere and felt like, you know, a smooth, professional... Every one of these guys felt professional. They felt like it felt like they all were waiting for their shot. And here it is. And I think, you know, Summers, when he said it felt like a main event, it, it felt like a main event. It was it was ready to roll. And I, I love seeing, you know, AJ carries himself like a champion. He carries himself. When you see him in the ring, you would say, oh, my God, I don't know how who's this guy. And I think Manders also. And I, I think AC Mack, you look at those guys, and you're like, yeah, all these guys are legitimate. So who who's going to win? You don't go to yourself, well, this is whatever. You know, I only know this guy, so he has to win. So I, I really liked what they did here, and it, it just built to like the right spot.
2: Also, Effie uh, did a photo shoot with um, Cole Roderick's jacket and the cowboy hat and the mustache.
3: Good stuff.
4: <laughs> well, my question is where does AC MAC go from here? I don't know, if, Josh, are you familiar with AC MAC or anything? I of am the, not. Like- no, that's why and I got a beat from Justin because I am not
3: familiar with AC Mac if he was on his show. Um, but yeah, I, d- I don't know what you do with him after this. You have him go against uh you have him go against AJ? Is that what happens? Well, Maho like well, he faced
4: AJ in uh Indianapolis at the Collective. I mean, did uh, that really did that happen?
1: <laughs>
4: that, well, no, was, AJ was collect- fucking
3: Was the Collective in Indianapolis just like Major League <laughs> 3 back to the minors cuz <laughs> Because that's kind of what I'm thinking now. I think a lot of the companies are like, what's the collective in Indianapolis? That never happened.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, well, well, I mean, that's where AJ Gray won the title. We kind of have to assume that still happened.
3: You could say it happened. I believe you. <laughs> but did it happen? Just like did Major League 3 happen? And the answer is no, Major League 3 never happened.
4: Well, ACMAC's no, H- no, whole deal was he was champion, right? And whenever he would come out, who would make Jesse, or if he was in another promotion, make the ref, hold up his title while he gave his own entrance. And he focused so much of his character around being the action champion and being the Southern Underground Pro champion, or the Store champion, I'm sorry. Uh, he made so much of his character based around that. Like, I'm kind of, you know, what does he look like without a championship?
0: Josh, my, my advice to you is to treat the collective like the Invisible Man. Like, it happened, you just don't like it.
3: <laughs> I liked it. I liked Thunder in Indianapolis. I liked a few of the shows on there, but, you know, did it happen?
1: Maybe it happened. How about we do this? the uh, AJ Green beating A.T. Mac didn't happen in Indianapolis at the Collective, it happened in Rio de Janeiro.
3: Exactly.
1: (laughs) It happened somewhere else, and I would like to think that as long as AJ's carrying that
3: belt around, it doesn't matter where it happened. (laughs) It just has it. Just like when they changed Becky's on Roseanne, you don't know why they did it, or... When they did it, it just got happened. So AJ happens to have the belt. It doesn't matter. Sarah Chalk became Becky on Roseanne. And then you lost the other girl. And now she's back. So now AJ has the belt. It doesn't matter where. It just happened. AJ about
4: has it. What Roseanne? <laughs> are, you
3: talking, are you talking about a
4: song, Roseanne? The show Roseanne. What's that?
3: Kara oh Car- Chalk was the better Becky, though. Let's be honest. She was not the better Becky, but... I, I will dalton has we've lost dalton which is fine <laughs> maybe some of the audience of iwtv don't remember the roseanne so i, I could think of something else but i'm not 100 percent sure of of character changes but all i can say is it happened dalton it happened becky changed on roseanne and aj won the belt somewhere it doesn't matter where <laughs>
0: well sarah chalk definitely had the better career
3: hands
2: that's,
4: down. that's right oh, that's true.
2: All right, well, I guess that does it. Uh, so I'm assuming we're all in unison, gonna say thumbs up for the show,
4: right? Fuck, too yeah. big a thumbs up. Yep, okay. the I, best I, show I, of 2021. And I'm not sure, like, and th- at least until the pandemic's over, I'm not sure that it's gonna be topped.
1: I for- I could the same thing on Twitter during the show. Like, they're they're trying to compete for show of the year in March, and I think they've got it. A- and and imagine if they had
3: fans. That show, oh, they would have. When as soon as also that place gets fans back, I mean, you put on a show like that. And you're gonna blow the roof off. And I, it's not. I don't mean to be like a pun. They're funny. It, it honestly, those guys, those guys kill it. And I, I think the fans in that area, when they do go back, uh, I think I think you put on another show like that, and you are. I mean, they'll they'll be the next great indie promotion to compete with.
0: And the the other thing about like the fans too, like because Josh, you said you never really really watch Southern Underground Pro. The the fans at Southern Underground Pro are crazy. They're just. Up to that level that we are at AIW,
4: it's basically and, like a hardcore show if it was in front of a like with a wrestling ring, that's what I wouldn't describe it as.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, that's
3: that, like, they're the type of show, Justin, where they let the fans stand right on the ring, right? Like almost like PWG.
0: Um, yes, and no. Like, there, there's, there's obviously There's no chairs there at the venue, but you, you have to leave a little bit of space because, like, I mean, you have the cameraman, you have people uh, taking pictures. Like mm-hmm. mouse, or uh, like when I was there, you know, will Sarah was doing it too with mouse. So like, there has to be that kind of room. Like you're you're standing back, but there, you know, there's no guardrail, there's no seats. Um, there's kind of it's basically a trust system, but no, you can't really get up on the on like uh, the apron like that.
4: I'm not, of, oh, okay, I've been shows sure.
0: like that, but no, you. Can't.
4: I'm not quite sure how they do it, but I don't mean to keep bringing them up, but Fest down in Florida is very much like a southern underground pro vibe. And the way they do it is they don't have a guardrail, they don't have chairs, but they put like uh colored duct tape around the side of the ring, about five feet away from the ring. And it's kind of like an unspoken rule not to step over that line and to give everybody room to work outside. So I would imagine that's the same thing they would do there. I'd like I'd like to get to one of those
3: one of the sub shows in the next within the next year or so, just, just kind of gathering that vibe. I think I think one day that's gonna have to be a bucket list for me.
0: Yeah, they, definitely. they they're an, an insane bunch and i say that as a compliment to them i i love a lot of people down there you know i'm friends with a lot of people who are who are fans of southern underground pro and it, it's an awesome place like that venue those fans like when they had the show not there when they had it at um the exit Inn, it just it just wasn't the same
3: so I'm, glad they, I'm glad that place is back. There's, there's nobody who just, you know, that that was soul crushing reading about it when it was when it was, you know, when it when the place got ransacked by the by the tornado and, and was just, you know, who knew? And I'm so glad for all those guys, especially coming out of the pandemic, just seeing that they have a home again is we don't want to lose any of these companies. You know, like we you know, we make fun of GCW or whatever, but we don't want to lose any companies. We want to see the companies succeed. So we get as fans, selfishly, we want as many to run as possible, you know, and especially the good ones. There's so few good guys, and the uh, and from what you know, what you've told me, and from what I know about that place, the good guys need to win in that one, you know.
2: All right, uh, let's get to plugs. Summers, you get to go first.
0: Why do I get to go first? I have the big list. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on t- TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, Jay Summers three three zero. You can find my podcast, Wrestling Cheers. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. You can find us on wherever you download your podcast every Thursday at midnight. Actually, uh, I, I say that, but we're about to change it up. The next next episode is going to be released on a Wednesday at midnight. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio pandora and podbean wrestling cheers.podbean.com jay gold you got anything
3: nope i'm on twitter i I like i'm with you guys um but i do have to say is there anything cooler than listening to summers do that off the cuff it's it's still (laughs) amazing it it amazes me every time he does it and it is awesome that he gets it out so smoothly but yeah no jay gold 12 on twitter you want to you want to hear the the ramblings of a madman you're more than welcome to uh talk to me on twitter otherwise i'll see you boy soon
2: have you gotten into any fights with any government officials on twitter recently? yes
3: always yes i have as a matter of fact and i i i I don't give a shit either that's the best part i don't care what anybody thinks you may think i'm nuts still buy a beer when we get to the shows everybody don't worry about it
4: (laughs) dalton uh you can find me on twitter at catch dalton and i am starting a podcast with uh, our mutual friend austin It's called, if you catch my grift, it will be about, uh, con men, carnies, grifters, and all the such. You can find us on Twitter at, if you catch my grift, and we will be on all of the podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, Apple podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. We should have a trailer on our feed by the time this goes up. So, uh, just search on Spotify or Apple play, Apple podcast. If you catch my grift and you'll find us there. Nice. I'm excited Uh, for that. Yeah. So oh, that podcast could be about pro
1: wrestling and not even factor in anything else. You would still be good.
4: <laughs> I might sneak a few in there. You never know. Jayhawk,
2: yeah, you can, Take it home. You can,
1: fo- you can follow me on Twitter at ref Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk one, five, three, nine. You also follow me on Twitch at ref And I will be in the crowd as a fan when on the Friday night show in AIW comes back at the end of the month. So if you're in a Cleveland area, come see me, come keep some great wrestling. If you already have tickets, be they to hold out, but
2: or if you just want to show up and assault him and then leave, it's
1: fine too. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. That's why I'm driving in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you see me, if you see me lying bloody on a sidewalk outside the Odeon, you can you can uh, tell, tell the police to go to Josh Gold Day, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. <laughs> sure, send them to Buffalo.
3: It's fine.
0: <laughs> if if you happen to find, um. Jayhawk in, in the middle of the road, you know, you just, you just drive past him and, and see him in the middle of the road lying, make sure you hit reverse and hit him again. <laughs>
4: oh my god.
1: What the fuck did I do to you, Cover? <laughs>
4: Breathed. <laughs>
1: now, now you're kind of like the girl I did in high school. What the fuck? <laughs> Let her take a call.
0: I didn't know a blow-up doll could talk.
1: <laughs> oh, What's right. happening?
3: Where did this devolve into? <laughs>
1: <sighs> and, and, and you thought and you thought the was picking on you earlier what you are not cry <laughs> <laughs> take a one butter
2: please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and don't forget our merch store over at what a maneuver Check out our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, The Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds With Wrestling, The Spotlight Series, It's Evolution Baby, and If You Catch My Grift. Check out our other friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Kfabe Collectibles, Action Wrestling, Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and Southern Underground Pro Wrestling. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore butters. You can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone. Into the sky. So you think time went past me by.
0: Hey, when I see you, I'ma push your shit back, boy Chava get the spitting through your set, we don't fight, boy Twelve paramedics couldn't say your fucking life, boy Rod can't dead and he never coming back, boy We gon' treat this bitch like a match, how we striped, boy ass in the street, this the end of your life, boy thing your ass see a flashlight and his mic, Bro, these niggas soft as hell, all these niggas, they just act hard I'ma shoot this bitch when I motherfucking see you I don't go nowhere without my motherfucking
2: heat, cool Smoking on a Peter. I was smoking trade D, 2 Free my nigga Max till they motherfucking free you Knock a nigga out Boy, you could get your ass beat, too Little ho, you trippin', baby Girl, I don't need you You
0: could walk a thousand miles And I still don't wanna see you I got the whole city scared. These niggas know what we do Who I smoke Ooh, baby Ooh, I smoke Ooh, who Ooh, I smoke Ooh, Lil' now I wonder What a upset. Got a low, I told her drop that and FNXP, one in the head Ain't got the kite back No, I'm smoking shit And one thing and they just can't get them back In the splat back to back Ooh, blah, we double back. My killer the space go. that's one thing case so I spit a game But you know that shit A case club. One of them dead boys I say all I do is say go Drop a hop, drop A thought Any minute my I told rocket rockin' When I travel I'm pistol packin' be you. I was lurkin' On his page And I caught him lagging in humor We let out shots He got shot And went live I'm went just live. like Fuck man That bitch ain't die When they this on two times We gon' spend a few times Like two three For two three Let all rhyme till you die Jump out that shit with sweet till we find out The drop Find out what I'm Workin' Them boy clock them mine I miss
2: you Boo Oh, I smoke. Ooh, dinky. Ooh, I smoke. La And now I wonder.
3: <laughs>